0: What up? (laughs) How's everybody doing out there? We're great. Yep, we are. Like always, all the time. Okay, (laughs) Hey, folks, if you don't know May Robzer, you should. She has a show out there that is pretty unbelievable. It was the 2018, sorry, I'm going to read this so I don't mess it up, 2018 Best Interactive Show. Yes. Which, to me, that's pretty phenomenal in its own, if, if you ask me. Marav, how are you?
1: I'm good. How are you? Thank you so much, first of all, for having me.
2: <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> you said it in two different ways already.
1: It's I said- fine. I it's expected. It's May, Rob. It's May, like the month, and then Rob, like Rob. <laughs>
0: okay, okay. May Rob. Yes. Yes. Okay. So yeah, we got to say it with a little ha ha. Hey, May it Rob. is.
1: It's it has its own little pizzazz, apparently.
0: <laughs> well, it does. You do. <laughs>
2: Not that it does. It's you do. I want to <laughs> learn about Mayra. Yes. I really want to know more about her because I'm excited. She's so cool. Their bio is awesome. And she's already, she came in laughing and smiling. Oh, you got a killer smile. But what is Thank it? You. you started this show, but before that, let's talk about where this all began. Where did you start getting into a lot of the things that you're doing now?
1: Yeah, so um, professionally I'm in performing arts, pretty much everything. I started off as an actor and then quickly went into everything else uh, because as an actor, um, you sort of, your your job profile is pretty much to usually get an agent, hopefully get an audition, show up to the audition, hopefully pass the audition and get the gig, and then do the whole thing over and over again, and it's uh, it's not always dependent on your talent. It's dependent on a lot of different factors. So um, I quickly realized that I should maybe create my own work for myself instead of you know waiting for maybe hopefully getting the gig that I don't even know if I want. Um, and uh, so I created a play. Uh, I wrote a play. I gathered a bunch of other colleagues and said hey you want to do this with me and and, um, we said okay and we sort of started this um, you know show and it was a a children's play at the time and then it kind of took off and then there were requests for another one and I wrote another one and then I wrote stuff for adults and then I I pretty much developed this whole uh, traveling theater um and uh, this was when i wasn't even living here i was living abroad at the time and um and that's how it started i became you know kind of through necessity also a producer and a writer and a director and everything else like a marketer and a driver and a, and you know a, a costume designer and everything else We're um on the full circle yeah, yeah. Um, but it was, you know, uh, part of the package. If I wanted to create my own stuff, I literally had to create pretty much everything. Um, and I was very fortunate to also meet, um, other professionals along the way who, who helped me out, uh, you know, in their specific niche with everything else that I later needed to be a bit more, you know, precise in terms of whatever it may be, costume design or, you know, set design lighting and all that. Um, and that's how it went from there. And, and, um, yeah.
2: <laughs> nice. I like it. It's good. I think it's awesome. It's good. Do, when you, I wanted to go real quick, the traveling.
1: Yeah. How, how did you travel in your. Um, well, so this was all happening at the time when I was, yeah, I was living abroad. I was living in Israel. Yeah. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. And so, oh, so, um, I was living there and I was, uh, you know, we we're traveling all over the country there. Um, but traveling like, Car traveling, I didn't really um, until a few years later. Then I then I I had that one show that we'll talk about. I guess uh, soon that I took that to the U.S. But um, yeah, so uh, traveled pretty much to you know wherever because it was instead of you know having like a, a a place that housed the production like a theater, which is typical, and then people come to that. Uh, we reached out to. Um, To people who weren't normally going to come to the theater, so all the you know uh, anything from schools to you know uh, old age homes to uh, you know other theaters that were smaller and further. So we we did everything.
0: Yeah,
2: nice. You want to get into your questions? I know. Yeah, I know. You know me. I get antsy, and if you go ahead, and I usually end up asking the question. He goes, "Dang it, you took my question." Yeah. Yeah, Go ahead. Yeah, I know.
0: I know. I know. What do you got? So. I kind of want to get into inconceivable. Yeah. Um, and I'm kind of, I'm going to have a Farleyism here. So excuse me for a no second. No problem. Farley, if you've ever seen the SNL where he does, yep. here we go. Always. <laughs> but you've kind of have this show and it, it turns you into more of an advocate than I think what you're expecting from everything that I've read about you and read on it, and I, I kind of want you to kind of elaborate. I don't want to give it away because I think you'll tell the story a lot better than I can describe it, period. So I kind of want to go into that a little bit. If that Yeah, works. sure. That was the whole point. Okay, so <laughs> interview yourself. Yeah, good. No.
1: Okay, so how am I doing? <laughs> I'm doing fine, thank you.
0: <laughs> well, what I'm trying to do is get out <laughs> the advocacy and the yeah kind of went. Tell us about, about the show. show. Sorry,
1: so no problem. So the advocacy and everything that happened with the show was not expected, and it wasn't anything that I planned to do. Um, so while I was doing everything that I just told you about a few minutes ago, uh, you know, creating shows and performing and all that, that was in my professional life. But personally, most of those years, I was experiencing infertility. Um, and it's something that you know. And for those listeners who may be listening who don't know, infertility basically means um, you cannot conceive. You aren't able to conceive and have kids. Um, and so I was dealing with that, and it was you know on a personal level. And it and that if anyone knows what that is, it's very very private and personal and and raw and has a bunch of emotions tied up to it. So I, and I'm I was very even though I'm on stage, very you know whatever. But personally, I'm a very kind of closed off person and I'm very private. So I didn't tell anyone about this. And also I didn't know anyone else who was going through this. So clearly my husband and I were the only weird people in the world going through this. So I wasn't about to share this with anyone else. Um, And so that's what I was dealing with all through the years. Um, And I had like, you know, very few people around me knew maybe bits of what was going on but no one really knew everything um and then a few years ago um i just um my husband i had another miscarriage and it's just that one was just at a time that i don't know what happened but it's like i guess the timing i was i felt more ready i don't know what it was but i finally said okay maybe i can talk about this with someone And my husband, my husband always wanted me to talk about it with someone, but I, I just couldn't, and I didn't want to, I guess I wasn't ready or whatever, but then I was like, okay, I'm ready. But then I was like, okay, but now what? I don't know how I'm going to talk about this. Like I'm ready, but I don't know how. And so I said, okay, I want to tell my close friends. I don't want to start this whole thing of like, I'll tell her and then I'll tell her. I'll just have them all together at once. I'll tell them. And then they can go on along on their way and, you know, whatever. And so I figured that the only way that I could talk about it without going into this whole tragic, bawling situation was to use my background in theater and comedy. And I literally created a group text with my close friends and said, Hey, would you like to come to my house on this and this date for some cookies and hormones or something weird? I called it yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, they, were,
0: <laughs> and
1: it. they were just like, okay. Cause they know what I do. And they're like, oh, she's probably gonna have, you know, like a fun night or whatever. They didn't wow. even know what they were coming for but they're cool and they came. And I literally had them sitting in my living room and I sat in front of them and told them everything that I had been going through but I didn't tell them like a story, like I'm telling you now, I told them with characters and props and silly songs and things like that, that made it, it it was funny. Um, Even though the content, the topic is anything but, but um, you know, and and that was it. And I was very nervous, but, but I did it and I got it out there. And then at the end of the night, I literally went to the door, opened the door and expected them to shuffle out. I was like, okay, now, you know, now we don't have to talk about this ever again but they didn't leave. They actually started, it kind of opened up this thing and they started sharing all these things that they were going through. And and then I was like, kind of staring back going, hold on a minute, we're a room full of women that are supposedly close friends. And we didn't all know all the details of all these things that we've have been going through. And that got me really curious because obviously it's happening elsewhere. And then I started, you know, kind of thinking maybe, there's something here. And my friends, of course, were like, you have to make this a real show. And I was like, you know, what, what other people that don't know me personally would want to see some strange woman on stage talking about her vagina and all her, you know, like, procreation problems. That's a
2: premium ticket. I guess, yeah, right, for Chris. exactly.
1: I didn't know it would be. So I was like, okay, you know what, I'll work on a show. So I worked, it took me about a year, I created that one night which I thought was just going to be like a night with friends, but I, I built it up into an actual show, uh, a solo show. And, um, and I did that one night thing and I thought it was going to be a one night show. And I was prepared professionally that that's what it was going to be. I don't know who'd show up, but it was probably, I'd get some applause and that was it. And there probably won't be anything after, but it really took off from there. There was a lot of the response. First of all was insane. Cause a lot of people, came up to me after or sent me notes after and they were like thank you so much this is my story i've never been able to say it or thank you so much that's exactly what's been going on with our daughter but we never really got it or you know hey i think my sister's been going through that and i never really got it and i was like oh my god like no one talks about it no one knows no you know and then i just dove into this thing thinking okay i i just have to do it now like i have to do it for the benefit of the people who are going through it, who can't talk about it and the people who have never heard about it, who need to know about it. Um, and you know, even researching like the statistics, statistically speaking, every person knows someone who's going through it or has gone through it and they may not even know um, because a lot of people don't talk about it still. Um, and so that's pretty much what I've been doing. And so this kind of like advocacy thing came along with it just because it just naturally kind of evolved that way. Um, so that's what I've been doing since then.
0: That's amazing. What a great platform too, right? Like, for you to be able to express yourself and to allow people to understand, to learn and go, oh my God, that's me. Just have the oh, awe yeah. oh, moment. Wow. And that's how how healing has that been for you?
1: Um, very. It's I think part therapy. I mean, you know, that that first night with my friends was very surreal because I, it was like the first time I said the words even. So that was weird. Um, and then the from the first show, you know, I, I finished that first show, my husband was there. He was like in, all the way in the back. I literally, I took a bow and then I jumped off the stage and ran directly to the Like, I'm sure everyone was like, where is she going? I ran to the back and I was like hugging him and just bawling. Cause I, it, it was just so much like a release. And then ever since then, it's usually it I, I laugh about it, but, cause it's weird. But every time before a show, I'm like, why am I doing this? I don't really need to do this. Do I really need to talk about, you know, all my insights? No. But then I do it. And then after the show, it's always like this release. Like I usually, you know, just cry or just have this like emotional thing. But it's very, it's very healing, especially when I know that it it touched someone else somehow. Um, that that to me is like even if it's so hard for me, I have to do it because it's like, it's just helping someone else, even one person, it's everything.
2: You know, having been on stage, done some acting, um, I know as a character, you know the audience is there, but you don't really, they're not really there. Yeah. This has to be so different. Are you feeling like you're extremely connected to the audience as you're doing your show? Yes. What's the difference to, from normal theater to what you're doing
1: right now? It's kind yeah, of- so first of all, in, in, you know, normal theater, you're usually portraying a a whole different character. In this case, I'm most of the time myself. Uh, I have other characters that I do, but it's, it's a lot me talking about myself and the things I'm talking about are things that no one really talks about ever. So that's, you know, one thing and, you know, it's, um, that experience is, is, Totally different. And also that this was also the first show that I've done as a solo show. I, I've usually performed always with another partner, which is also, um, there's this whole other kind of give and take vibe and, and this different kind of energy when you have even at least one other actor with you. But this time I'm, I'm not only connected to the audience, I'm pretty much dependent on them. Um, and, the, and the show is also interactive. I have these little bits in there where I, I, I use the audience, I'm interacting with them. So it's like, you know, it's this it's this thing. It's like we're immediately in each other's face and connected whether they like it or not. <laughs> so that it's part of the show. Yeah. And, you know, the pandemic clearly killed everything, uh, you know, right when it was kind of at its um, big swing of things. Um, I switched over. You know? Yeah, I switched over virtually. Right. But now it's like I'm hopefully... I hope to get back to in-person shows, you know, slowly as things are getting a bit better, hopefully, but yeah.
2: I wanted to add on to the question because you're talking about how involved and interactive now it is. Yeah. Being like comedy and it's almost, you know, one, one person, one woman, whatever show, um, it's a common, you have your show, but it's kind of a comedy routine too, right? Yeah. Do you change it based on, the audience laughs, like I didn't think that was gonna get a laugh, I need to keep that in or you're not getting a laugh where you expect it. So you kind of try and change it up so you get more laughs there, is that happening?
1: Oh yeah, totally. But that's, you know, that's in every in every show, um, even with theater, you know, that's that's the whole fun of live theater. You get to see how you can kind of play with that. It's like, a, it's kind of like this uh, game in a way. It's really, really fun because you, you know, you can see that's like, the energy of the crowd. And sometimes the energy is not what you're thinking. Like it could be just like a really, um, you know, polite and collected crowd that may not necessarily, you know, be just, you know, out there, but they're loving it, but you don't know. So you have to kind of also, okay, wait, I need to maybe push that joke or I need to this or, and, you know, and I, and I'm talking with them, I'm conversing with them and they're, they're in it. So it's, yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun to do that.
0: Yeah. How much of your performance would you say you play to the crowd, and what they give back, and what you give back, and go from there? All of it. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't sure. Sometimes
1: yeah, I just go or yeah, I mean, it's and I and I know that for sure. I mean, not that I doubted it, but I know it for sure because when I, you know, if I rehearse, so I'm not with anyone. Like when I was working on it, I wasn't with anyone else, or maybe a couple people were there at, at the beginning or when I switched to virtual, um, which was mainly on something like Zoom, and I would have to mute the audience just because of sound issues. And then it was literally like performing to a vacuum because you don't hear, you know, you don't hear the, the laughs. You don't, some people would shut off their, their cameras. So it's also like
2: screens.
1: Is anyone there? You know? (laughs) Yeah. So it's, it's a lot.
0: Wow. Wow, That's amazing.
2: So you're doing this now. Is there, um, where does this lead? Are you just in the middle of it or do you have visions for where it so is? So my
1: my vision and dream currently with this show, um, usually it's funny because usually like when I'm producing a show, I can tell kind of like the arc of the show, like, okay, it's at its peak now, we keep on going, or I can see, okay, we've, you know, we've, we've done enough with it, now we can move on, I can move on to another production or something like that. But with this show, I really don't think I've even begun to to exhaust it because I was just kind of at the beginning of it. Um, so I, I really want to continue to pursue it. So like my, my dream now is to have it on a streaming platform like Netflix or something like that, kind of like a comedy special. Cause that's pretty much the, the same format. That's what I would love to do.
2: I will putting her on tour.
1: Yeah. So on tour also, it, I actually did have a tour, um, pretty much all finalized. Yeah. Literally the first dates were that first weekend when everything shut down. Like that was that weekend. I was about to, <laughs> oh. yeah, that was like my US tour kind of a beginning. I had like places all lined up and and some were, you know, in the finalizing stages and then everything just like everything halted.
0: Right. Oh God. Yeah. I know you got two guys that definitely want to see it. I, I definitely want to awesome. see
1: it. Awesome.
0: I definitely want to see it. Yeah. Um. What's that the merchant. Merchandise
1: table. What's the merchandising?
2: You got shirts and hats or what's going on?
1: I mean, you know, with this topic, <laughs> there's, there's so many options.
0: I love it. You can have a lot of fun with that. <laughs> she can take anything. So
1: can. many options.
0: Oh, God, yeah. She's good. We're going to throw knuckleballs at she. You're going to be like, you. Got... All right, what's your question? So I kind of want to go a little sideways because that's just me. I'm a little sideways, as you can tell. Sure. And one of the questions that you had, I'm kind of stealing from, so I'm plagiarizing a little, but I want to ask you why theater is the ultimate sport. Ooh, we're two sports guys. I've coached, scouted, done a lot of stuff. So I'm very curious. I got to know.
1: Okay. So first of all, I'll just say something that we already talked about. So the whole situation with sports and anyone else involved like an audience so you I'm sure you know that like when you have some sort of game that's happening as let's say a practice versus the actual game when you have a crowd I mean the energy in a crowd I'm actually not much of a sports fan but going to to see I I just love that that's what I love I love the energy of like the crowd it and people are so into it and it's like you know and it's this whole thing it's like the whole storyline of like this like conflict between these two you know teams it's great so i love that that's one and and then the other ultimate sport it's like besides the fact that actors um have to be they have to be you know in tune with their bodies and their minds and and everything in order to make everything work so there's that that's like the main i guess physical and mental um yeah. basics of it and also i Thoroughly believe that theater is so parallel to real life. I mean, there's so much into it that's that's you know parallel to real life. And, and in terms of sports, there's a whole um, you know teamwork um, concept in sports that's very similar to the teamwork in um, theater, especially also on screen productions like movies and TV, but especially for theater um, because it's live and there's so many people involved. It's really not just the actors. I mean, in order for having everything work, you need everyone, you need the people on set and the, um, you know, stage managers and the lighting and the sound and everything has to be perfect, Uh, not, not perfect in that way, but perfect in that everyone's doing their job in order to make this thing run. And of course you also have to have the audience. Otherwise there's nothing it's, and that's great. Like you can't have great theater without that final part which is the people you're doing it for. So it's, um, so I love that. And I think that, you know, there's so much to learn. Uh, I really think that, you know, growing up, people really need to do theater as one of their core curriculum. Like I think, you know, okay, you need math, you need language, you need history and science, but you also need sports and you need um, theater because it's there's so much to learn there. And it doesn't matter if you never go into it as an adult and it's perfectly fine. It's not everyone's cup of tea. But to try that out, to experience that, that's everything.
0: Gotcha. What has more drama, sports or theater?
1: You know, that is a great question. And I think that's going to be the ultimate dilemma because sometimes you can, you can walk into a game oh, no. and, and, you're and you're like, know. oh, I don't know. <laughs> this is cutthroat.
0: <laughs> oh, I think it would be a fun show.
1: Oh my God, yeah. I, could, I could
2: see that
0: being created
2: on a theater oh, yes. to talk about that. What's on oh, yeah. a
0: panel, a,
2: you know, <laughs> oh God. You know, just,
1: there should be, there should be like the ultimate, like super, super duper bowl of having like a, a play and a sports, um, you know, some sort of a sports match happening. And then like, it would be happening in real life at the same time. And you could like comment, like, Oh, what's going on? Who's going to win?
2: Well, it's like it's like if the uh, in the Super Bowl, if the yeah. game's going on while the performers are performing at the same time, see how that goes.
1: Yeah, uh, <laughs> church. That yeah. wouldn't. That would not conflict at all. <laughs>
2: oh,
1: <no. Mm-mm. laughs> let me ask
2: you this because this is such a sports question, but it's kind of lining up for what you do.
1: Yeah.
2: Always talk about superstitions with athletes. Do you have things that you have to do before you go on? Like you yeah. Do-
1: It's not much, it's not much superstition, but to to me, it's not like, you know, if you don't do it, it's bad luck or whatever. It's just like, it's your ritual kind of, um, so it, it's not anything like, I don't know, like a, like, I don't know, rabbit's foot or anything, but like, I have like, I have this kind of, um, um, sort of tension release slash energizing exercise that I, that I do, like I do every show, any show that I do, it just gets me in, in the moment because, especially when I was doing everything like driving and putting and constructing and everything. I would do that for each show. So I never went into my shows just la-di-da. I'm here to do my job as an actor. Like I had to do a bunch of other stuff and it's stressful. So that gets me like focused on this. Okay. So I'm done with everything else. Now it's time to focus on the show. So I do that. Um, And then like you know, pre-show I have to do, you know, my little, you know, promos and whatever, even though I, I prefer not to, but I do it, but my energizer relaxing thing is a must. And then after the show for inconceivable, I have this guest book that I bring with me. It's an actual book and I leave it out. So audience members can like write me notes or whatever. And so I, I just go through that. Like I, before I even, you know, I, I get home and that's the first thing I do, I read the notes. That's like my, my thing. Cause it's uh, it's nice to hear from people.
2: Um, you were talking about running to your husband, how much of the content and how much has he been in directing the show as well?
1: Um, he hasn't, you know, he, he lets me do my thing in terms of directing it, but it's funny to get his perspective on it because clearly this show is my perspective on it, even though obviously we were both in on this and we were both there. But that first night with my friends, for example, um, it was at our house And our, we have a daughter and she was younger at the time. So I was like, okay, I'm having some friends over. It doesn't matter what they're here for. You're just going to go there by her room. Just make sure she doesn't wake up because I don't want (laughs) to like, I don't want her to hear. So he didn't really hear, he heard like bits of it. And afterwards, of course he was like, I don't know what that was, but I'm, you know, proud of you and I'm happy you did it. And, and he's been involved since in terms of knowing, and he's seen pretty much every show since. Um, and he loves it like every time. Um, and there, there are bits in there where, you know, the first time he, he saw it, he was like, that's so funny that you did it that way. Because I was there, like, I have this bit that I do about this, um, nurse that we had some sort of, uh, experience with, uh, um, when we were going through IVF and like, you know, I portray her a certain way. And he was like, you know, I don't even remember we were there, but I mean, I guess I was there, but I don't remember it that way. It wasn't so traumatic for me. And, I, and I'm like, uh, yeah.
0: No, anyway, no scratch it.
1: Yeah, no, it wasn't like that. It was actually just like an attitude. that It was such a little nuance that for me was this huge thing. And for him, he was just like, okay, there's just no thing we got to do. It's not, you know, but yeah. So it's funny to see that. And I've also had, you know, men in the audience, you know, that afterwards, uh, either I use and abuse during the show in some way on purpose, uh, but not in a bad way, but, uh, or, you know, afterwards they'll come and they'll say, wow, you know, it's, um, I just realized I totally misphrased that sentence afterwards. They'll come. No, I didn't mean it that way, but uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? Afterwards, they'll what you walk about? up to me. <laughs> <and> say, <laughs>
0: yeah. Um, yeah, leave me alone. Leave me alone. Yeah. We love you. (laughs) Thank you so much. We do.
2: I, I, uh, I would definitely want to see this. I, I want to, uh, can you just summarize this really quick for us just to kind of finish this off? Can you give like a one or two sentences that you really want to, um, let people understand how, what this show is about what, what you're trying to do?
1: Okay. Well, the main premise of the show, it's a, true story comedy about infertility so
2: find you where do they find you where what's all the things because we're going to put it in the description awesome
1: so yeah. all the things um uh, finding me in general uh best online um on my website which is www.mayrovzor.com which is m-e-i-r-a-v-z-u-r.com and on there you can find everything um but also uh, i'm more active on instagram the account that I do for inconceivable which is inconceivable show and that's my uh handle for Instagram TikTok Facebook and then on Twitter it's inconceivable sh because it was too long yeah. <laughs> so that that's that yes
0: love it. I love oh i love it. her oh my god, oh my god. Yes i can't wait to go and meet her in person uh, still, yay please.
1: well we'll have a show and you'll have to come where are you where are you all based we're in sacramento but we travel well
0: yes awesome. we take a whole row
2: of or four
0: player. but that's just a different story <laughs> <true>. awesome yeah
2: <laughs> which um, is not
0: a uh sponsor but they shouldn't be. definitely no <laughs> anyway that's a different story well folks we want to say thank you from rob yep. i'm chris What up? Have a great night and a better tomorrow. Thank you so much. You're amazing. Thank you. All right. Bye everybody.